This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, Who Done It, Houdini? Cue the music! and welcome back to this week's episode of the steam machine podcast i don't know why i said welcome back welcome to this week's episode of steam machine podcast my name is dalton joining me this week is my good buddy and one half of the brothers of destruction yo yo it's nate also maybe welcome back maybe you got here before us and you were just sitting here waiting on us i don't know what you were doing fair point fair point uh i want to start off with saying uh uh giving a quick everybody give good vibes to willie he's not feeling good this week so we hope he feels better soon and uh, hopefully it's nothing, you know, nothing too, too bad. Hopefully it's just like a cold or something yeah. along those lines. But so good vibes to him, man. I hope he feels better. For sure. Um, let's see. Where do I want to start here? My good sir. Oh, oh, let's just go ahead and do it. I, I have to admit this right up front. I fucked up last week. I fucked up. Uh, we got a really nice, well thought out email about A Plague Tale. And I did not fucking read it. And I feel really bad about it, so I want to get that out of the way. This is, as as Dave and them would say, we done goofed. Even though I'll take the blame, it's not a we, it's I. Uh, so I want to read this email really quickly. Uh, I guess I have to log into my email really quickly. Come on, Dalton, get it together, bro. I know, man, I know. So Adam, our friend Arisa Adam, sent us this email. Hi, guys. Happy New Year, and I hope everyone is well. Happy New Year to you too, sir. They're not. Uh, He's sick. Willie's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, you're right. God damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> As I sit writing this, uh, I don't actually know how I feel about this game overall. So hopefully I've worked it out by the time I finish this correspondence. And I like that he calls it correspondence. That makes it seem so official, right? He's just classier than us. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Uh, Plague Tale to me is a lot of things. Some of them are too ambitious. Some of them are tired old methods. Some of them are masterful. Um, to be honest, I only got through about five chapters of this game, so I'm in no means an expert. So please take everything I say with a grain of salt. That's further than I got, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, I turned this game off in the first 10 minutes and nearly didn't go back to it. Why? Because of the dog death. Mm. People and child murder are something that I find that I can cope well with in games. <laughs> but dogs, apparently not. <laughs> this was partly due uh by far uh oh no i'm sorry this was partly due to by far the best aspect of the game which is the graphics and particularly the cutscenes. uh photo mode is something that is in the game and when the time permits should definitely be used uh after the death of lion happened uh or leon um i had waited out my pile of tears and decided to go on to chapter two this is where i started to get confused and at points angry at this point, the game feels like Assassin's Creed without the killing, and by the end of the chapter, it feels like Outlast. I'm so glad that I pushed on to where I did, though, as I thought that after the tutorial, this would some sort of 
uh, after the tutorial, this was some sort of escort fuckery. Uh, but the little brother does not turn out to be completely useless and you are not constantly backtracking to save him. And there was a genuine moment of tension where you are waiting for the brother to open the door and it doesn't open till the last second. And that was wonderful. And I do remember that was a really tense fucking moment for me. It was like, open the door, open the door, open the door, motherfucker. <laughs> um, he also says that the music is really good as it swells and falls with the right moments and helps bleed into the already gorgeous visuals, making the non-gameplay elements even better. Uh, to be honest, if this was a visual novel, it would have been amazing. <laughs> which goes back to yeah well basically so it seems like he agrees with us so far except yeah. you didn't like the graphics yeah, except Rob, I'm surprised that I was the only one who didn't like the graphics so that's fine <laughs> uh, the gameplay however falls short in my opinion and as you are very much driven down a corridor through the levels I played and the stealth is almost laughably easy for anyone who has ever played a stealth game before <laughs> which is fair uh, the sat it was satisfying to learn that you could eventually kill people and through the death scenes for the player characters were awesome if at times frustrating uh the rats were super ugly and pixely though in gameplay sections i thought but i was playing on the xbox one s in 1080p uh i think that the game will go back to be a uh, i will go back and finish it as i feel there's a big story reveal on the horizon though it's not something i will rush back to overall six out of ten rats okay fair enough hopefully uh, we didn't spoil it too much for because i know we talked about it through the rest of the episode kind of where it goes so yeah um i i agree with everything except like i thought the rats were cool but i didn't really look at them closely so maybe you know but then again i was also playing on pc in 2k so i don't know how how big of a difference that makes as far as uh the look of them yeah it sounds like me it sounds like he agrees with us completely too where the story was good but the gameplay was kind of (laughs) trash you know so it seems like we're all kind of in agreement on that point yeah yeah, for sure. Um, uh, before we get into uh, Skyrim and Pokemon, because I have things I want to bring up about those uh, quickly. Um, this week for the the draft, um, the only people that really got anything was uh, Mike picked up Two Point Campus, which is, uh, do you know what Two Point Hospital is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's basically that, but they're doing a school version of it, which okay. I didn't know it was a thing. And then immediately I was like, that sounds cool. So like you didn't know Two Point Hospital was a thing or you didn't know the campus? No, no, no. I didn't know they were making Two Point Campus. Okay. okay. I, have, I have Two Point Hospital. I think I got that either on Epic or from uh, Prime yeah. Gaming. But I've heard of it. Like, I've never played it. Like, it's a Sega joint, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Because hadn't there been, like, really stupid stuff where they put, like, Sonic in it and stuff? Or am I thinking of something else? No, no, no. You're right. Two Point Hospital is published by Sega. Okay. Dude, if I'm playing Two Point Hospital and Sonic shows up at some point, I'm going to be so happy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. That would be so cool. Um, and the only other uh, acquisition that I can see is uh, Madoka and Queen, which is Steph. She picked up Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And Any more games it? come out worth points for people? Oh, yeah. Arceus came out. Well, how many points did that person get? Oh, shit. You know what? You're right. Let me see. Where is that at? Because after having played Arceus for a while, I can't imagine it being below like an 85. Oh, so close. 84. <laughs> 84. They got 14 points for that. That was uh, Jeremy from Oregon. And man, yeah, he's he's starting off strong, dude. And he's also got a stalker too. But his he took Sonic Frontiers and Diablo Immortal. So he's got two very big gambles on there as well. As well as Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. I can't so, believe he has. That's going to kill him. That's going to get like a 40. <laughs> that's why I counterpicked it. Yeah, <laughs> smart like, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bitch. That is absolutely that. the one I would have counterpicked as well. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think po- Pokemon is really the only thing that's released. Um, 
I know within the next week or two, Ollie Ollie World will mm-hmm. release. That'll be my first. We'll see how that do. Hopefully, that's not a piece of shit. I mean, people loved Ollie Ollie one and two, so I'm just going by that. Um, now, I'm gonna leave it to you. Uh, would you like to talk about some Skyrim first, or would you like to talk about Pokemon? Let's start off with the Skyrim baby, because it's Skyrim. good stuff. Okay, so I was gonna ask you. Um, are you still enjoying your play style? Like, are you still doing the spells and the... Yeah, I'm definitely still doing that. And I'm, like, really enjoying it. Like, I've made it to where... I'm, like, level 8 right now in the game. I've kind of gotten sidetracked. <laughs> which I'm sure you can assume why. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'm level 8. And, I, like, this is the first time, like, I've waited this long to actually go up to the Greybeards. So, I haven't even talked to the Greybeards yet. I was, like, I saved right outside the Greybeards right before I stopped playing last but this time I actually took my time and killed the frost troll, which usually, you know, always run away from it because that thing's a beast. But this time yeah. I was just kind of able to take him down because I was able to keep him at a distance with my um, fire magic and just wreck him, dude. Hell yeah. Plus they're weak to fire too, which is very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're still enjoying it. Um, I sunk a lot of time into it this week. I saw that. I was like, I want to get all the achievements for this game. It's wild. I don't know why I decided that. Um, I have 19 left, I think, or maybe a little more. I do have a question about Skyrim, though. Yo. Because my Wood Elf came with a spell called um, Control Animals or something like that. Yep. So I used it around a couple wolves, and then they stopped, and they just stared at me, and I couldn't figure out how to get them to do anything. I couldn't get them to follow me, because I was going to try to get them to follow me to like a bandit encampment and help me fight the bandits, but I couldn't um, make them figure out how to do anything. Um... I can look into that because I'm not 100% sure, but I think that th- that basically just makes it to where um, it, the animals won't harm you. Aww. Like, if they're coming at you and trying to attack you, you can use that, and they'll chill the fuck out. I was really hoping um, I was going to have some wolf buddies help me tear through some idiots. <laughs> there still might be ways to do that, but they're probably going to be magic spells that you get in, like throughout your playthrough. Um, okay. My recommendation to you, since you're doing magic build, is to head to Dawnstar. And go to, or I'm sorry, not Dawnstar, Jesus Christ, Winterhold. Yeah. Go up to Winterhold and hit the Mage College. That's what I was thinking about doing right after I left the Greybeards. Yeah, that'll definitely help. And there's people in there who sell spell books and mm-hmm. stuff, and they'll have a bunch of them. Uh, you just have to talk to people and find the right person. Yeah. And uh, I know I bought a few spell yeah. books from that guy in Whiterun, the... Bellator? Yeah. Everything's for sale. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> Wait, no, not Bellathor. The guy that's in um, the wizard and the Jarls. Um, oh, okay. Um, uh, Farangar. I don't know how the you court, know all these court people's wizard. names. You're crazy. I've played a lot of Skyrim, dude. Yeah, Farangar's the one that has talk, kind of talks like this when you talk to him. He's almost got a Sean Connery thing going on. <laughs> oh, you brought me the you brought me the Stone of Bleak Falls Barrow. Thank you. Yeah, and, uh, that guy. I love how you can just, if you've played the game of Call of Duty, you just show up and already have it. They usually, like, they try to send you out on a mission to get it. I already have it. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, dude, first thing I always do is I go to Riverwood. I get the quest to get the Golden Claw. I run straight to the Bleak Falls Barrow, go through there, go back, give the guy back the claw, immediately steal it again so I can put it in the museum. <laughs> and then I haul ass and I go do the uh, the shit in white run. And then he's like, I need you to go here. And you're like, oh, you mean this thing? And he's like, oh, you're a cut above the others. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo. Um, so this week I did, I became the Thane of all the holds. So I did them all except Winterhold, or I'm sorry, instead of, instead, uh, except Windhelm. 
I go to Windhelm, realize that I have to do the Civil War quest in order to become the Thane of Windhelm. So I go, I help the Imperials win, I kill Ulfric Stormcloak, yada, yada, yada. Um, I then become Thane of Windhelm, so I did that, boom, I got all the Thanes. Um, Then I went and completed the main story quest, got that out of the way. Um, So now I'm working on going through uh, Dragonborn, I think is what I want to do next. I think I'm going to save Dawnguard for last, which is the vampire stuff. Um, but the achievements I still need, I still need to do, I need to finish the Dark Brotherhood, I need to finish Thieves' Quest, I need to do the Companions, which are the, uh, people in Whiterun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few other ones, like, um, I need to clear out 50 dungeons, oh, no, I'm sorry, 20, is it 20 or 30 dungeons, something like that, I need to pick 50 pockets, <laughs> which is gonna be a bitch, because I never pick pocket people, so. I rarely do that too, but, like, I was, um, on the road walking towards, um the town before you go up to the um, Greybeards. And there was this dickhead kind of like a, I don't know, it seemed like a rich dude. He had two guards around him. So like I kind of made the guards, le- like got him away from his guards on his pickpocket and stole off his crap because I hated him. Oh yeah, the the nobles that you wrote. That you'll see one too that'll be like a guy and his wife and they're like on their way to a, a wedding and they're talking about the expensive gifts that they're carrying on them. And I'm just usually <laughs> like, this is where you guys and your guard die. <laughs> I take all of your shit. Um, but yeah, uh, so so the, the achievement hunting's been fun though because it's making me actually go and do these quests and stuff. Like I had never become Thane of all of them. So the the one that I'm going to save for last is the one that when I was watching PlayStation Access, which is just a channel on YouTube that I watch, um, when Rob got his Skyrim Platinum on PS4, the last thing he did to get the Platinum Trophy was get a thousand bounty in all nine holds. And you have to have that at one time. Oh. So you have to r- run into a town, get a thousand bounty, then haul ass out and run, and then go to a next one and do it for all of them. I'm going to do that one last. Wow. That, that sounds like a bitch. lot of pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you I, just, like, I, I, run I, into White Run and slaughter all the children? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, you can't hurt the kids, I don't think. I think you can hit them, but I don't think you can hurt them. But I will go in there and kill Nazim uh, and Bellator. And there's a few other people that I will go in there and kill. And I have people in each town that when I'm going through, I'm like, I'll remember you, motherfucker. I'm coming back for you eventually. Yeah, you I'll... wait till I save the world and then just start murdering people because I'm bored. <laughs> I don't know how you get away with murdering people in towns because I want to kill Nazim so bad. <laughs> I have a good sneak uh, skill and kind of like just crouch because when you're sneaking, I don't know if you've done a bunch of sneaking or not. You know, it's like it shows that little mm-hmm. eye, but then it goes flat when you can't be seen. Yeah. You just get to a point where that bitch is flat and he's in your sights and you just knock him with a good arrow. But make sure it's a good arrow so it kills him in one shot. So you might want to raise your archery up a little bit, but absolutely kill him, loot his body, and then about two or three days later, his coffin or coffer thing will show up in the Hall of the Dead. So if you don't get to loot him, all his shit's in there. You nice. can go take it. <laughs> but all this Skyrim I was going through, I found a cave or a ruin. I don't remember exactly what it was, but... I thought that was an interesting little puzzle in there. And this might be really easy and you might get this with the quickness. And if so, I commend you because I made, it took me a second to think about it. But this is what it says in the book that lays out before you when you enter this room. Before you are four handles. The stones they stand upon bear the following carvings. A wolf, a fox, a bear, and a snake. The tome before you reads as follows. All four are bound to the same land as we. Some lay low, consumed in shadow. 
Others stand tall, stretching their necks to see. While none live in this sacred barrow, they all demand your attention if you are to proceed. The first fears all, the second fears none. The third eats what it can, preferably number one. The fourth fears the second, but only when alone. All must be activated in order if you wish to go home. I wish I would have wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you I'll give you the choices again, and then I'll read the little riddle. Again. I know it's a bear, a fox, a snake, and a a wolf. A wolf. Okay, so you got those. So the first fears all. The second fears none. The third eats what it can, preferably number one. The fourth fears the second, but only when alone. All must be activated if you wish to go home. So the first fears the second when only when alone sounds like it'd be a wolf. Correct. Which makes the second the bear. Correct. Um, can you read a couple more of those again? Yeah. The third eats what it can. Prefer Oh, preferably number one. So no, the, the wolf is not number one. Oh. You feel like the wolf would be the only one that wouldn't fear the bear if it was in a pack because a snake and a fox would never be in a pack to not be scared of the bear. So, Well, well the, the first fears all. The first fears all. Ooh. The first fears all. The second fears none. The third eats what it can, preferably number one. The fourth fears the second, but only when alone. Oh, so it's bear, wolf in two and three. The first fears all. What they say about the fourth again? So, the first fears all, the second fears none, uh, the third eats what it can, preferably number one. The fourth fears the second, but only when alone. Oh, so the f- <laughs> fourth is, oh my gosh. I know, this was me. This was me doing this puzzle, bro. <laughs> I mean, the second is obviously the bear. The fourth yes. is the wolf. Yes. Um, the first is probably the fox, and the third is the snake. Incorrect. Uh, other way around, then. <laughs> All the way around, yep. Yeah, so the first fears all is the snake. Um, the second fears none is the bear. The third eats what it can, preferably number one, which is the fox eating yeah. the snake. Yeah, And then the fourth is the wolf. Dude, when I figured that out and went and pulled the handles right and the door opened, I went, son of a bitch, I need to go write that down. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that a pretty a cool good puzzle. puzzle. Like, I think if I would have yeah, had the words out in front of me instead of having you repeat them a bunch, I'd have figured it out a little faster. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, too. And it also, like, it helps... I don't know why, but it helped, it helped looking at the carvings, like having the actual visual. Yeah. Thing, like, mm. But also, let me tell you, it took me a minute to realize the difference between a fox and a wolf carving. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Uh, that would make sense. All right. That's all I had for Skyrim. So let's do it. Let's talk about it. Fucking Pokemon. Yeah. That's what's been stealing my time for um, Skyrim because I picked a really bad time to decide I want to play Skyrim again, like the week before <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus came out. So now I'm just like hellbound and playing that all the time. Like my party's averaging around like close to level 30 now. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. I've been playing some of it too. And it's quite a blast, man. I've been really enjoying it. It's a, it's a really uh, much needed fresh take and it is what, I wanted a Pokemon game to be when I was younger. When I was like, man, what if this game was on PS2? What would it be like? This is what it would have been like. Yeah. In my head, at least. Yeah, and it's really good. Like, It definitely takes a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild. Like, I swear to God, they even use sound effects from Breath of the Wild in that game. Like, I swear, <laughs> when you roll as your Pokemon trainer, I swear it sounds just like Link. Also, uh, Adam made the point of uh, pointing out that it's a lot like an Atelier game. 
which I know I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of the Atelier. Series. I've heard of. I never played one though. Well, I foolishly called it Atelier for the longest time, and uh, James corrected me, and he was like, "No, it's Atelier," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So it's basically just like a uh, like what we're doing right now, except it's all crafting. Okay. Like you go out and you get your ingredients and stuff, and I think there's some battles and things, but your main thing is potions. Like you're an alchemist and doing things like that. So there are a couple of them on the list, so we'll get to them eventually. Okay, cool. Like the one thing I, I was really surprised by in Pokemon Legends was I did not expect to enjoy crafting. Like that's never been something that I've been a big fan of in games. Like I thought Dragon Quest Eleven did it okay um, because it wasn't super necessary, but this game it's really super necessary. But it's also pretty easy and fun to do like you just got to gather the ingredients it gives you something to make your pokemon do like you see a tree with berries in it you throw your pokemon at it it gets them down for you it's a pretty neat thing yeah i also like the, the little touches of uh differentiating between whether you're throwing your pokeball or throwing your pokemon to do something you know what i mean it's like that's how you kind of differentiate between catching and battling and stuff but it's also a cool mechanic that you know, say you see the berry tree and you throw your Pokemon at it and it goes and gets it for you. Have you had like where like you'll see like the little rock and the rock shaking? Yeah. And you'll throw it at it and a fucking Geodude will pop out or something and it's like, oh, yeah, that's like, what's up. The rattling tree is like a Burmy will pop down at you. Yeah. I had never seen one of those before too. And I was like, oh, is this one of the new ones? Oh, no. It's. I'll tell you this. I'm like in like the, I would say the third <laughs> chapter of the game and I still haven't seen anything like new Pokemon wise other than like the, um, I don't know what you'd call them in this, like the guardian Pokemon for each area. Like they've been unique. Like, I don't know if you've seen one of those yet. Like Cleaver, maybe. I just ran into uh, whichever one is the one that's like the. Oh yeah. Weird ear. Yeah. Weird ear. Yeah. He kind of looks like Stantler, but cooler. (laughs) He does look, he does. I was like, I've seen this guy before, but no. Yeah. It's like a grayish elder looking version of it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm hoping that I get to ride him at some point. (laughs) Uh, but we'll see. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, you'll awesome. get to ride them. Don't worry. <laughs> there are multiple yeah. rideable Pokemon. There's another one that I've gotten. I don't remember his name. Sorry. But he looks like a giant, like, Ursaring. If you know what Ursaring is, the bear yep. Pokemon. Like a, looks like an upgraded version of that. Kind of like Weird Ear looks like a upgraded version of Stantler. So, it's pretty cool stuff. I'm really enjoying it. And it's been exciting seeing, like, every time I see a Pokemon I haven't seen yet, I get excited because I haven't really looked up what all Pokemon are in this game. Um, Last night I was playing and I finally ran into a Murkrow and I'm like, you guys know I love that guy. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I I haven't run into one that made me, like, super duper yet. I mean, the closest I got was probably either Ponyta or, um, oh man, my blind is Pichu. I, I saw one little Pichu running around, and I went, oh, dude, you are mine, and caught him immediately. That's the crazy thing. I've caught a few Pikachu, but I have not seen Pichu yet. Really? I haven't seen one Pikachu other than the one that the, the, the chick has. Yeah. No, like, I've caught like three Pikachu or something like that, but I've not seen a single Pichu. You know what was funny is right there in the beginning, one of the guys you fight has a Togepi, and I was so enwrapped in, in like, holy shit, I'm playing this game that I didn't even notice it was a Togepi. <laughs> so later on, I'm looking through my uh, Pokedex, and I'm like, where did I fucking see a Togepi at? Where can I catch one? What is, what, why, why, why is this here? And then I ended up having to restart. And when I did that, I, I started over again and I was like, oh, okay. That's where the Togepi was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, when I restarted, I went with Oshawott because I forgot that his final evolved form is like a samurai water panda thing. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll take it. Yeah. It took Rowlet this time. Like, 
I'm hoping I can play this game multiple times. Like, it feels like one that might be like a Breath of the Wild where I play it every couple of years or something, and it's su- super fun again. Yeah, I, I hope that this is the formula for Pokemon games going forward, too. You know, I hope this has the same effect that Like a Dragon did on the Yakuza series. I don't think it has to be every game, but I would like to see more like this. Like, if they want to put out a traditional Pokemon and then this every couple of years, I'm like, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I guess it could be the the Legends the Legends series. Yeah. You know what I mean? And But I don't know how many Legends, like, I get that Arceus is supposed to be like the Arceus you know, is end-all, be-all. Yeah. Ar- it's like Arceus the God is Lemmy. Come on. <laughs> so I don't know where they would go from there, but I'm sure there are other there are other tales that you could tell. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the, the, sh- the show made such a big deal out of like Lapras and Dragon Knight and the game. So did not. So they have like those things to kind of work from. Yeah. Too. So it'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really having a blast with it. Um, I couldn't ask for more. It was, it's everything I wanted. Uh, I've seen where people online are, complaining about the graphics and they're also complaining that they retconned the original history of how the pokeball was created boo freaking who who cares like <laughs> that's what i'm saying and i don't know what they expect from nintendo switch graphics like we've been seeing these trailers since day one it looks better than the trailers did and it looks almost as good as breath of the wild did but you've heard nobody complain about the graphics in that game like people Pokemon fans are the worst. They always just want something to complain about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're up there with the uh, IWC, the internet wrestling community, <laughs> for real. Yeah, like, um, about Pokemon fans, man. Like, I love Pokemon to death, and I am a Pokemon fan. But Pokemon fans, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking rough. Because like I remember everybody was complaining about how bad Sword and Shield were. I loved Shield, man. Come on. I thought Shield was fun too. In fact, I loaded it up uh, last night and was playing a little bit of it because I got that uh, shiny Pokemon from was it Master Pig? Yeah, it was. Yep. Or Paul Pig? Yep, Paul Pig. Over yes. from the Tadpog Discord. Shout out Tadpog. Yeah. Shout out Tadpog. Tad on Dave. Play old games. Um, yeah. So I thought it would be fun. I have, and this is play.nintendo.com, dot So this is official shit. Ooh. Ever wonder what's your Pokemon type? <laughs> you wake up and discover you've been turned into a Pokemon in the Pokemon Mystery Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX game for the Nintendo Switch. Take this quiz and find out which Pokemon game matches or Pokemon from the game matches your most answers most closely, whatever it says. Okay. So I've got this window pulled up twice. So I figure I'll I'll answer for I'll ask the question and you know answer for both of us. Okay. So your first one. You send a postcard to a friend. What exciting news do you have to share? A. I won a contest. B. I visited a neat museum. C. I explored a new trail. D. I made a new friend. Or E. I took a spa day. (laughs) I'll go C on that one. I explored a new trail. Okay. And then I'm going to go, I visited a museum. Okay. What do you value most? A, adventure, B, relaxation, C, knowledge, D, friends and family, or E, competition? Mm, I'll go with D, I suppose, friends and family. All right, I went with relaxation. (laughs) You're going to be a Snorlax, buddy. I fucking hope so. (laughs) Okay, where would you go for your dream vacation? 
A, a historical site. B, the hot springs. C, a theme park. D, the ocean side. Or E, a botanical garden. B. B, hot springs? Yeah. All right. And I'm going to go historical site because I like history. Nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. I'm not going to lie. I want to go to the fort in San Augustine again so bad just to go walk around because I haven't been there since I was a kid. It's not far, man. I, I've been there. It's fun. Uh, I know. It's like 45 minutes from me if that. I'm just, eh, COVID. Yeah, um, true. How would your friends describe you? A, friendly. B, passionate. C, resourceful. D, adventurous. Or E, cool. Uh, I don't think either of us can put E. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with A, friendly. A, friendly? Okay. I'm going to go with that, too. I think I'm a dick, but everybody seems to think I'm a friendly guy. I think you're a dick. All right. Thank you. Uh, What's your favorite snack? A, sour gummies. Um, yum. B, chips and salsa. I like it spicy. (laughs) C, blueberries. Nature's candy. Hard disagree on that, but... uh, D, smoothies to keep it cool. Or E, chocolate chip cookies, my classic snack. I'm going to go with D because it's the closest thing on the list to ice cream. Fair fair enough. I'm going to go chocolate chip cookies because they're delicious. All right. This is the last question. Okay. Let's go. What is one thing you cannot leave the house without? A, my glasses. B, my smile. C, my backpack. D, my headphones. Or E, my sneakers. I could literally leave the house without any of these things. Yep. <laughs> I'll go I'm, with sneakers, though, because I guess I don't want to be barefoot, but nine times out of ten, I'm wearing flip-flops. <laughs> all right. Then I am going to go glasses because I need to see. Yeah, fair enough. So, sir, would you like to know what type you are? Let's do it. You are a normal type Pokemon. Boo! That's so boring. I hate it. You want to know what type I got? Yeah. I am a normal type Pokemon. <laughs> this quiz fucked us. Fuck you, play.nintendo.com. I feel like it's just because if you pick answers that go from multiple categories, like it probably has one, like if I would have picked botanical guard, go on a trail, I probably got grass type if I stuck with that the whole way. That is, that is fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's got, uh, I believe it's Meowth, Eevee, and is there one, isn't it Zikitty or Z something like that? Uh, it's like a little pink cat looking um, it's probably yeah. Del Del Kitty. Uh, that generation I wasn't super into. Who knows? Okay. Well, hopefully this one goes better. This is one that we can both work together Skitty. on. It's Skitty. Skitty. That's what it is. Z Kitty was my friend's name in uh, Final Fantasy XI. All right. So I have one other one other Pokemon thing okay. that we'll go through, and uh, and then we'll we'll hop into some Midnight Mysteries. So this is how well do we know our Kanto region? Okay. So this is the region from the original game. Uh, I had yellow as a kid, so <laughs> hopefully I remember some of it. Okay, number one. What is the name of the largest city in the Kanto region, which also happens to be the home of the Sylph Co. headquarters? I, I, And I can't see these answers until I click see the answer. Just want to go ahead and say that. Um, I think it's Vermilion. That works for me because I've one thing I think of are like Pallet Town and Lavender... I know neither one of those are the biggest, so Vermilion sounds good to me. Vermilion, all right. Let's uh, let's see if that was the answer. Uh, it was Saffron, Saffron, Saffron City. All right, we're off to a bad start. Okay, what item is required in order? Oh, this is easy. What item is required to in order to evolve Eevee 
into a Flareon. Oh, Firestone. It's Firestone. Locking it in. Firestone. Uh, number three, what cave named after a Pokemon connects Route 2 and Route 11 in the Kanto region? Isn't it, I think it's a dig, isn't it Diglett Cave. I think it's Cave. Diglett Cave. Let's see. Hey, we got to run nice. Diglett Cave. All right. Uh, early in his Pokemon journey, Ash encountered sunglass-wearing squad compromised of what kind of Pokemon? Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. It was the Squirtle gang, man. They were cool. Squirtle squad. Squirtle squad. That, yeah, damn it. I knew it was right. I knew it rhymed. It didn't sound right in my head, but whatever. <clears throat> what is the name of the old man who Team Rocket kidnapped and held captive at the top of the Pokemon Tower? Holy shit, I don't remember this one. <laughs> no, like, see... Mm. Is it, it's not even multiple choice, or is it? No. <laughs> no. It's just straight up, you have to know. Uh, Master Roshi. <laughs> Master Roshi. <laughs> All right, let's see if it's Master Roshi. That's Mr. Fuji. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that just makes me think of old school WWE Mr. Fuji. That just makes me laugh. He's probably up there ribbing people. Anyway, uh, what fire type was featured on a very popular card from the original Pokemon TCG base set and could take on opponents with its fire spin attack and energy burn Pokemon power. So I know like the most popular fire type card, but I don't think that that would have those moves would have been Charizard. My my brain went to Charizard too, but then I was like, that's an obvious answer though. And I just don't feel like those moves are right for him. Say the moves again. It was a, you could take on opponents with your fire spin attack and energy burn Pokemon power. See, I think fire of fire spin. spin and that makes me think of Rapidash, but... That's who I was going to say too. Rapidash or uh, Magmar came to mind too, but I don't think he had fire spin. Yeah. So you want to say Rapidash came to Let's mind? Let's go with Rapidash. Rapidash. We both had Rapidash in our heads, so... Is it Charizard? It's Charizard. <laughs> Overthinking oh, it's it. It's such, such an iconic card too. Yeah. Um... What island is home to a large volcano in the Pokemon gym that's run by Blaine, who specializes in fire-type Pokemon? I don't remember the name of the many areas. It started with a C. It was like, it wasn't Gullah Gullah Island. I and mean, that's what came to my mind. That's just so not... <laughs> Cinnabar? Uh, that's... I, that, yeah, I think Cinnabar's correct, man. Let's see. It is Cinnabar yes! Island! <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Uh... What gym badge do you earn for defeating Erica at the Celadon City Gym? Erica was grass type, right? Was she grass? For some reason, I was thinking ghost type, but uh, you've played that game more recently than me. Probably Red, not. <laughs> uh, let's go grass type. Let's go grass type. Celadon, that sounds right. Because yeah, I don't think it'd be a ghost type gym in one because there was only one ghost type Pokemon line. It was the rainbow badge. Oh. I don't remember that (laughs) being a thing. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, While in Vermilion City, James of Team Rocket is tricked into buying what's uh, what's seamlessly or seemingly useless Pokemon that has the potential to evolve into Pokemon that is far more powerful. Magikarp, right? That's got to be Magikarp. It is Magikarp. Okay. All right. We're cruising through. We got five left. We'll see how we did at the end of this. I think we've only gotten two wrong so far. Maybe Maybe three. We're doing all right. Ash and his friends first met a Jigglypuff who sings lulls and humans or who's singing lulls humans and Pokemon to sleep just outside what brightly lit party filled city that only appeared in Pokemon the series. Oh, I'm out, dude. The anime. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, oh, uh I don't know. Um Rainbow Town. <laughs> yeah, Rainbow City. 
Take me down to the rainbow city where the Jigglypuff sings and Jesse's pretty. You know what? I'm going to give us half credit. It's Neon Town. You said town. That's half credit. (laughs) (laughs) The bar is set low for us. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the self-described Pokemon fanatic who accidentally combines himself with a Pokemon in an experiment? I know this one. Okay, good. This is Bill. This is Bill, the guy who does the PC stuff, because when you first meet him, he is a Pokemon. Oh. Yeah, he's a Nidoran or something, a Nidoking, and he's just like, yo, please go hit that button. Okay, <laughs> okay. Turns it back into the human. Um, Although it would be funny if they just left him a Pokemon. He's <laughs> like, no, this is what I've always wanted to be. Yeah, this is my dream. <laughs> Where'd that tail come from? You don't want to know. Um, what electric and flying type legendary Pokemon Zapdos. can be found in the Kanto region's power plants? Aptos is correct. That was quick fire, son. <laughs> Uh, after defeating Team Rocket's boss Giovanni, what useful item does the president of Sylph Company give you? Master Ball. I think yeah, I was gonna say I think it's the Master Ball. Yeah, it is the Master Ball. Was it red and blue that had the little thing where if you went and clicked that one bush, it would give you an extra Master Ball? If there was, I don't remember that, but I would like an extra Master Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Those things come in handy. Um. A nefarious-looking imposter of what Pokemon expert appeared as a card in the original Pokemon TCG base set? Press that again? Because I'm thinking it might be, like, Professor Oak. Oh, that's not right. Um, Yeah, is a nefarious-looking imposter of what Pokemon expert appeared as a card in the original trading card game base set? Professor Oak? That's the only thing that's jumping to mind for me. I do believe it is Professor Oak. Nice. In in fact, sir, there's Professor Oak's normal card. Oh, wow. You actually have the cards in front of you, ready to go. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, they were they were kind of in front of me, but... Dude, I know I've got that card in here. Yeah, there it is. Imposter Oak. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I wish I still had, had all my holographics, because all these are not holographics. But uh, I had one of these that had nothing but, and... Uh, oh, what do you know? It got stolen. Yep, there you kids go. Su- kids sucked back in the day. No kidding. <laughs> uh, probably still now too, but... Alright, so final question. A Pokemon trading card... Uh, trading card game card featuring an ancient version of what mythical Pokemon was given away in theaters to people who attended a viewing of Pokemon the Movie 2000. I mean, mythical Pokemon from the Kanto region would have to be Mew, right? I want to say it was Mew that I got. I remember getting this card from the movie theater. Um, I also think it might have been a aerodactyl but i'm gonna i'm gonna let's say Mew. If it's mythical it can't be aerodactyl it's Mew. okay because i'll say Mew's the only mythical pokemon in kanto all right so as far as our ranking we got i think 11 to 13 points right i think does it not <laughs> tell you uh no i was just trying to keep track oh, i think okay. oh, i can t- i can tell you which ones we got wrong uh one two three so we got like three and a half wrong Okay. But I'll count it as we are a Pokemon maniac. Woo. Wow. You, you definitely know your stuff when it comes to Pokemon. It won't be long before you know all there is to know. <laughs> and the highest rank we could have gotten is Pokemon Professor. And the the worst rank we could have gotten was Youngster. Like one of those stupid little the dudes rotatas. you run in that are like, hey, you walked in front of me. That means we have to battle. Here's my Rattata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Here's my level ten Charmander. It's just gonna cook that thing in one hit. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. 
sir, I don't know if this will come to a big shock to you, but there's no Wikipedia page for this game. What? I know, right? Midnight Mysteries for the Haunted Houdini. But I did some digging and I found <clears throat> the Arthur Conan Doyle Encyclopedia. And it's entry for Midnight Mysteries Haunted Houdini. Wow. That seems like a wild place to find an entry for this game. I know. And it's the like for not having a wiki page, this is the closest thing I could find. So uh, Midnight Mysteries Haunted Houdini is a hidden object slash puzzle game uh, developed and published by Mumbo Jumbo LLC, released on the 29th of January 2012 for PC. Uh, a deluxe version was released on the 28th of March 2012 with some content added at the end. Now that's some balls. That's some balls. Two months or three months yeah. later, after you release your game, releasing the deluxe edition. Yeah, that's not that's not best <laughs> business practice. I mean, I think we had the deluxe edition, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the deluxe edition is the only one. Oh, actually, it's the collector's out. edition that we have. Oh, I might be even a step up. I don't know. Um, while investigating the dis- the disappearance of Houdini, there's a lot of references to Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes. So that's why this is featured here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the editor's description of the game quickly is famed illusionist Harry Houdini knew he wouldn't escape death forever. When he promised his wife that he would try to reach her from the afterlife, it was seen as the ultimate stunt. But years after year or after years of seances, Bess was never, never able to reach Harry in this life or the next. And her spirit has come to you in a final plea to reunite her with her partner. Digging deeper into Houdini's past, you'll find bitter rivalries and interview Harry's closest friends and his staunchest critics. Consult famous friends like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and rival Thurston the Magician while you solve puzzles and track Houdini's ties to a super secret society. Dude, that sounds like it would be a really killer like detective game and how this was a hidden puzzle game is beyond me. But, spoilers, this game's fun as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was... Really surprised by that as well. I, I did not go in with high expectations at all. Like, I had the bar set super low for this one to clear, and, like, it not only cleared that low bar, it jumped way the hell over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say, right out of the gate, that uh, I spent about seven hours of this game, and I really enjoyed what I played of it. Not a bit of it stuck with me. <laughs> Like, it's not one of those games that I'm going to, like, go off and be like, oh, man, Midnight Mysteries 4, I remember this fucking one, this one part. It's just not one of those types of games. But for the time that I spent with it, I had a fucking blast. Yeah, and I did too. And I remember uh, you were having some issues in the beginning, and I actually experienced them tonight because I went back to um, do the bonus chapter that was included with the collector's edition. But, like, where the animation was going, like, at... 10 frames per second or some garbage like that yeah uh that's how i played the entire game uh that's why i have seven hours into it and you beat it and the extra chapter at like five and a half yeah i didn't even get to the end of the game i ended up watching the very end of it like just to save time and it was amazing the difference in speed and all i could find online is the fix plug your controller in and that worked for me tonight. Can someone, listeners, if any of you know why the fuck that worked, <laughs> please tell me. Because I would like to know why, of all things, plugging a controller in made the game run smoother. Yeah. Completely. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Completely beyond me. 
But yeah, so the basic story of this game is you are kind of a investigator of sorts. And you start the game out by meeting the ghost of Harry Houdini's wife, who is trying to figure out why she hasn't been able to contact Harry for like the last hundred something years <laughs> since he died. Um, and so you're set off on this thing trying to figure out exactly how Harry Houdini died and all that kind of stuff. And look, there was a massive conspiracy going on about it. And so, spoiler alert for the game. Yeah, there's a massive conspiracy theory that's pushed in this game about <laughs> Harry Houdini being murdered by, murdered, murdered by a society of people who were trying to keep the secrets of the um, medium society a secret. Which is really weird. And I, <laughs> one thing I want to say off the bat, Harry Houdini would have absolutely hated this game. Because it makes him... Because yeah. <laughs> Harry Houdini spent a lot of time in real life, like, Deep spending time debunking like mediums and stuff that were talking to people and giving them hope that they could speak to their family in the afterlife and stuff. And Harry Houdini was the kind of guy that would go to these mediums and prove everything that they were doing was fake. And yeah. <laughs> so and then just for it to end up where he's in a video game where the goal is to talk to his ghost and reunite him with his wife ghost. I <laughs> just like Harry Houdini would be like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it was some serious irony. Like, but, but man one thing that I enjoyed about it was like the little pieces of history that they would throw in, like the, you know, that they used real people yeah, and things like that. So it was like Arthur Conan Doyle. That sounds familiar to me. So I like go and look it up and be like, Oh, okay. So this dude really existed. That's why it sounds familiar to me. Yeah. I thought that that was a neat little thing that they, they played on actual history. Yeah. Apparently like, like Houdini and Doyle actually had a relationship in real life too. So they kind of pulled things from Houdini's real life into this weird twisted murder mystery story. Yeah. And one, one thing I found uh, kind of interesting as well is that they separated the puzzles from the hidden object stuff for the most part, which was interesting to me. Like, did you notice that at all? Like where you were trying to find the things that you needed for the different puzzles, like say uh, that there's a gate and the gates chained up and you need to get through. Well, you need to look around and, and you might find a piece of a uh, bolt cutter then you got to find the other one. Yep. And then you had that little section where it was like two squares and a plus in the middle where you would take the two parts of the bolt cutter and put those in there and press the plus and it would combine them. And there were a few things you had to do during the game to do that, like uh, making an oxygen mask and an oxygen tank into... A respirator. Respirator. Thank you. I was going to say defibrillator. I'm like, that's not right at all. (laughs) Yeah, so that was a pretty neat little function. But yeah, like you were saying, like... There were times where you would be looking for objects so you could solve puzzles, but then there were the actual hidden object scenes where you had to click on a bunch of different objects. And at the end of that, it generally would give you an um, item to help you progress in the story as well. But yeah, for the most part, like the puzzles themselves and the finding like hidden object stuff was separate. Yeah, and and some of the puzzles I thought were neat. Like, uh, I mean, none of them were like, innovative or anything like that but i thought they were neat like you know get you have to touch all the boxes without touching one in a row but you have to get from one to the other and you can't cross streams or anything yeah yeah and it it gave you a really nice retry system where if you mess it up you can just click a button in the corner or start over from the beginning on the puzzle and the puzzles were all super short like nothing was going to take you five minutes to solve you know what i mean yeah and on the off chance that you did hit one that absolutely stumped you, if you failed enough times, there's a little skip button. Yeah, you could skip the puzzle Which, puzzles. And I never used this feature, so I'm curious if you did. Um, like, you could use, there's a, if you collect ravens, 
that you see in different areas, you can click them to get a hint for where you were on. Yep. I wanted to beat the game hintless, so I never used them. Did you end up using any ravens? Uh, yes, I did a few times. So what did they end um, up doing for you? Well, real quick, did you get the achievement for going through without using yep. the landers? Nice. Nice. I saw that that was an achievement and went, damn it. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> um, so basically, when you would click on it, now, I'm sure at full speed, this looked way cooler. <laughs> but at 10 frames a second, you would click it and the bird would slowly like take off and fly to the left of the screen. And then it would come back through the screen and kind of just highlight something. Now, when you were doing the hidden object part, which is generally where I used it, it would ask you to which item do you want it to tell you where it's at? And I would click it, you know, and okay. it would tell you because... I, I basically got down to like when I had one thing left and I, for the life of me, couldn't find it, I would use my Raven. Yeah, I came to a few situations where I wanted to, but I just kind of persevered and didn't. Like, uh, I remember there was this one particular um, one where I was doing one of the um, hidden object areas and the thing said, um, what was the cl- face hair was the clue for it. And I don't know if you noticed, sometimes they did were kind of riddly about it. So I'm like, okay. Well, here's a pic. There's a picture of a man in this trunk, and he has a beard, so face hair. That's probably what he's talking about, right? So I ended up clicking that, and it didn't work. And I was like, okay, maybe it's something else. And there was a um, playing card in the trunk that was a king with with a beard. So I'm like, that's got to be yeah. the face hair, because like, you know, king's a face card, and he's got facial hair. So I click that. That's not it. So I start getting really irritated at this, and I just start clicking random things. And I just clicked something I didn't even think was going to be it, but it was like a synthetic fake beard. Yeah, that took me forever to find. So dude. there were like three things that should that could have qualified as face hair in that picture, in my opinion. And the one that at least was the hardest to find was the one that was the actual right answer. Because honestly, from what, the way it was hanging in that room, it didn't really look like a synthetic beard to me. No. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I remember the exact puzzle you're talking about because I had an issue with another one in that area that wanted me to find an egg. Mm. and there was like three different things that looked like an egg, none of which were the egg. The egg, when I used the raven to find out where it was, was in the back laying behind like a mirror that was leaning up, and it was like underneath the mirror. I'm like, how the fuck would I have ever even seen that? Did you make it to the circus? Um, I got there, and then that's the point that I watched, okay. but I kind of skipped through. Some so of the stuff, please feel free to... Some of the stuff in that circus tent was so hard to find, because like one of the things was... A uh, tent stake. So, you know, the thing that you used to hold down a tent. Yep. I swear there was like 30 different things in that, that could have been a tent stake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's one complaint that I've read about uh, this game in particular is that a lot of the colors that they use are the same. Yeah. So, and some of the hidden object puzzles, it's very hard to differentiate certain things because a lot of the shadows, if the item is dark and there's a shadow, it's going to be very hard to see it. Yeah, I think some of them were intentional because I remember there was one in like a room in Houdini's house that wanted you to find a paper clip, and the paper clip was kind of like hidden on the top of a edge of a box, and it was hard to see because it kind of blended in a little bit. But I think that one was intentionally like that because the paper clips yeah. be supposed to be hard to find. But some of them I don't think was intentional. I just don't think they thought through the colors as well as they could have. Yeah the the paper clip took me a minute. That one. I, I remember specifically when I finally saw it, I went, oh, motherfucker. It's been there the whole time, really. <laughs> and there were times when I was playing this game that I just felt like somebody's grandfather because I would be sitting 
with my face as close to the screen as possible, just like yeah. scanning back and forth, like, now where is that? I just felt like such an old man leaning up as close <laughs> as I could, trying to see the objects in the puzzle. What what amazed me was there was one puzzle in particular, and it's the same the same thing. Is I was leaned back, relaxing in my chair, and I'm like, dude, I cannot find this fucking thing. And I leaned forward, and as soon as I leaned forward and got close to my screen, boom, there was the thing I was looking for right fucking there and i was like son of a bitch i guess i have to play this game sitting up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's when i started playing much closer to the screen yeah um a couple things that i noticed like it was fun it was a fun game but one, th- one thing i definitely noticed there was a stupid mistake in the circus scene because like i know you watched the the puzzles where like there was all the like the different um carnival games that you had to play to get tickets yeah so zoomed out the one where you had to shoot the ducks to get the prize it says, shoot 10 ducks to win a prize. But when you actually click into the location, the sign changes and says, shoot five ducks to win a prize. Like, it doesn't affect gameplay at all. But it was just something that I noticed. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just like a little mistake. They're probably like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Because I, I do want to say that this game is 10 bucks at normal price. So, like, it's it's a budget game. It's not, you know, a AAA, which I, I don't think I've ever seen a AAA point and click or... Uh, sorry, a triple A hidden object game, but you know that would be interesting to see. That would be right. Uh, like, what, what if we made Mist today? Oh God! And put some hidden object elements <laughs> into it. Um, if if you're into the the whole uh, hidden object thing, I will say that this game's on sale right now for three ninety nine. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I didn't know that I was into the hidden object thing until I played this game because like I really did enjoy this way more than I ever would have thought I would have. I remember seeing this win the um short game Paul I was like, "Oh damn, this is going to suck." And it really ended up being a pretty big surprise for me how much I enjoyed playing it like and it was longer than I thought it was going to be too. Like I was like, "How can they make a hidden object game any longer than like an hour and a half, 2 hours?" No, it ended up being being 5 hours of content for me. Yeah. And it's it's quite fun, dude. Um it makes me Look forward to all of the ones that me and you got recently in the little fanatical bundles yeah. that we did. Because we got a good handful of these between the two of us. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. did. And it's just a good, relaxing kind of game. Like, I never felt stressed out when I was playing it. I never felt, like, super frustrated. I could see it getting really frustrating at some points for people. Because there were some things where, like, you had to find, like, 30 pieces of a billboard at the circus. And they were hidden all three different scenes at the circus. Which I could see that getting really frustrating if you're just trying to get through that. But I, I never really felt pressured or that it was too difficult. And if it was, the Raven thing exists so you can get help. Also, um, for anybody that would need it, there is a guide like in there. Like on your little bar to the left, oh, yeah. there's a thing that says guide. And if you click that, it's a walkthrough. Yeah, the game comes with a um, built-in walkthrough. It's, it's really, really nice if you're trying to get through a fucking... Now, it doesn't tell you like where in the hidden object games it like doesn't tell you where everything's at but it will tell you like hey in this hidden object game you can open this drawer maybe you could maybe look what's in there yeah huh maybe huh maybe <laughs> um but I, overall man like it didn't disappoint me i really wish i had played it at a normal speed yeah, which apparently would have too <laughs> the drm free version uh which would be i guess if you got it from gog uh doesn't have this issue hmm. but if you if you you know if you want to get it on steam and play it on there uh might i suggest just plug in a controller in yeah you 
need to say we don't you don't use a controller at all it's all mouse based like you just point your thing at the screen and click things so you don't need a controller to play this game at all but for some reason and if anyone can explain this to us if you plug the controller in the game speed works way better yeah like like 60 frames instead of fucking 10 it's it's a huge difference it's ridiculous because i remember we started playing this dalton told me man this game's pretty fun but like god why is the animation so bad i'm like I haven't really noticed that, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, what's funny to me is that, like, this game tried, I think, tried to throw in a couple of little jump scares. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of did. They didn't work. They didn't work. But when they're coming at you at 10 frames a second, they especially don't work. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, just these slow green skeleton arms come out of the wall and they're like, and I'm like, well, okay, I could just slowly dodge out of y'all's way. Right. <laughs> but. I think it's it's a cool it's a cool concept, and I'm glad. Like I said, I'm glad that we we did finally play it, and now we know that like, hey, these these are pretty chill. So if another one comes up, we're not gonna fucking dread it. It's gonna be like, oh well, fuck, let's see where this one goes. Yeah, because like, because I'm curious to where like this lives on the tier list of how good a um, hidden object game is. Is this a really good one, and we just got lucky or we're spoiled now, or does this one kind of middle of the road, or are they all like kind of a flat circle where everything's the same? So I'm just really curious, yeah. and I think with enough time between games, they're going to be fun every time. Yeah, it's not like a it's yeah. not like a thing that I want to sit down and binge thirty of these types of games now. But like, fuck no. But like, yeah, if I get one every month, I'm like, yeah, this will be fun for a couple of days. Yeah, for sure. And I can definitely see these being uh, really good games for like in between episodes when we're doing a long yeah. game. Just throw in throw in a little hidden object game to relax the week when you're, you know, you need to play this, but you also need to put a little time into the long game. These will be primo for that. And this version of the game came with a bonus chapter as well. So once you beat the game, there's another chapter ready for you to play. And I Right, I meant to ask you about yeah, that. And I played through that before um, recording tonight. And it just felt like an extension of the game. It was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it too. Did it, did it expand on the story at all? Um, yeah, you actually find the um, murderer and you have to track down the murderer's ghosts and hide it and like uh, trap the, the ghost in the Book of the Dead. <laughs> all right <laughs> that's intense <laughs> it, it's really oh, it's really corny too it's really cheesy because like there's a list like the murderer has a list of people it wants to kill and um so it's at the first it has houdini his name's crossed off then it has harry houdini's brother's name and then the name right below that for my on my screen was nathan <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Oh man, I bet I bet my I bet mine would say Dalton. I always like when games do that when they throw in those little things. Yeah, because I don't I don't remember if it asks you to put in a it name. It does. At the it asks you to put it in uh, your name at the very beginning of the game. This one's not like reading off of the um, files on your computer or anything. That's just something that it does ask you at the beginning of the game. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. Um, I you know. Oh man, my mind just blanked. I don't know. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh well, <laughs> it's out the door. It was something about the, the Midnight Mysteries. Yeah, because I saw this as Midnight just, Mysteries 4. So that means there's three before it. So I'm kind of curious as to what the stories for those ones are like. And is there a Midnight Mysteries 5, 6, 7? Like, how long did this series exist? And uh, I can tell you that in just a second. I'll look it up. I can tell you right now, though, in the, in my list, I, the one other one that I have is Midnight Mysteries, the Edgar Allan Poe conspiracy. So that one sounds fun, too. Which, that does sound pretty fucking cool. Um let me it's so funny because we were going on about how these games all have really cool titles when we were talking about them last week 
And I, no, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. So Mis- Midnight Mysteries number one, the Edgar Allan Poe conspiracy. Okay. Midnight Mysteries two, the Salem witch trials. Midnight Mysteries three, Devil on the Mississippi. Midnight Mysteries four, Haunted Houdini. Midnight Mysteries five, Witches of Abraham. Okay. And rounding it out, Midnight Mysteries six, Ghost Riding. Ooh. Ooh. Ghost Dad. <laughs> uh, funny enough, the first four were developed by Mumbo Jumbo. Five and six were not. Five was developed by Hot Lava. Um, and six was developed by Game Forest. Okay. Um, I want to say, let me go back to the store page for, yeah. So there's a Midnight Mysteries collection on Steam, which is um one, two, three, and four, and it is on sale right now for twelve bucks. Okay, that seems like a fair but price because that's like pretty much what I paid for. Well, no, because I got it on sale, but like that's pretty much the price of Midnight Mysteries four by itself. So if there's any yeah. chance you're gonna like this game, I think that's a pretty good deal i'm i'm here for it yeah it's basically like right now with the games being on sale and then being four dollars piece um that's basically getting the game for free yeah you know um and normally these games are like i said they're 10 bucks or 9.99 you know steam's that weird thing where they can't just make it ten dollars it's 9.99 um but if i was going to give this game a rating dude i'd probably give it like a solid seven and a half ravens out of magic tricks yeah i'm right there with you seven and a half seems absolutely fair i got what i needed out of the game got a lot more than i expected i do think that at full price the value is not quite there i think you do want to get this on sale especially if there's other um why is it so hard for me to think of like every time i try to say it it's hard for me to think of (laughs) especially when there's so many other um hidden object games out there you're bound to be able to find one on sale so i can't really say if this one's exceptional or not seeing as it's the only one i've played but i play a hidden object game this one's a seven and a half i'm curious to see what the next couple i end up playing end up being if they stay in that range or if there's just something that's gonna blow my mind in a hidden object game later down the road (laughs) um real quickly i am scrolling through a list i'm not gonna go through them all but um a list of the 15 best hidden object games on pc okay and one so the, the, the few that I have that I, I think I have these on the list is Lost Lands, a hidden object adventure. I think I have that one. I could be wrong. Um, that comes in at number 14. Then number nine, Enigmatis, Enigmatis 2, The Mists of Ravenwood. That's a cool name. That's a hell of a fucking name. I, yeah. I expect that to I, be I, more like freaking an Ultima game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like go in there and like you got to go figure out what's causing the mists in Ravenwood. It's probably some witches yeah. and things. But. But yeah, I think I have that one as well. Um, and that is number nine on the list. And then the rest of them, I don't know if I, the number one is called Hidden Folks and it's black and white and it looks really cool. Um, number two, Grim Legends, The Forsaken Bride. That sounds really familiar to me. So I might have that somewhere or have seen it somewhere. Um, but this, you know, playing this game makes me want to look into some of these that are like highly renowned. Yeah hidden object games it's like really let's fucking check it out because i mean we all loved where's waldo as a kid right yeah and that's basically what these games are the evolution of is where's waldo or the uh what was that shit in the dentist office where they had the the little fucking thing you could read through and there would be like the little hidden object game that people would always circle the fucking <laughs> things that you're trying to find oh what were they called i, know what you're talking about. I can't think of it though 
Yeah, it was like some kind of scholastic type. Yeah, one of those. Um, but yeah, man, this was a cool game. I definitely recommend it. Like we said, you know, check it out. Um, as far as next week, we're going to start uh, with the the host choices. We're gonna we're gonna enact that. So since uh, you had the last choice, I'm gonna give our choice. And after some deliberation and a little shit talking from you, <laughs> I have decided that we're gonna do Crash Bandicoot one. All right, let's go. And uh, that should be a blast. It's gonna be a blast from the past for me because I grew up with that game. You know, all three of them really. And I was the conversation that I say Nate was talking shit, <laughs> which he really wasn't. But um, I just told him I said I think we should do two or three because Crash One's notoriously hard. And I don't want to f- just like throw you guys into the deep end of that series. And Nate just replies, well, you act like I'm afraid of a hard platformer. And I went, all right, motherfucker, bet. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So, yeah, next week will be Crash Bandicoot. I'm, I'm fucking excited, like legitimately excited to play it. That's good. I'm excited to play it, too, because it's been such a long time since like since PS1 was new, since I've played like Crash 1. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get into that, too. Yeah. Oh, and you're going to. You're going to love, since that's your memory is the crash one from back then, the opening scene um, is like this big machine and crash comes walking out in his like old ass polygon form. And from there, I'll just let you see it and we'll talk about it next week. But it's a cool little homage in the very beginning of the, when the opening. Yeah, it's awesome. And we are talking about playing it on the insane trilogy. Yes. Yes. We're going to do the, uh, the crash insane trilogy and all three games come with that. So I figured we'll just start with one. Yeah. Like I figured we'll probably do the same thing with Spyro. That's what I was thinking too. Cause like I've played through Spyro one pretty recently. Cause I bought that a while back and played through the first one. And I think one game is way enough for one episode. Like we don't need to do all three. Oh fuck. No, 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 no. That would be, that'd be trying to cram way too much. Yeah. Cause there's, there's actually quite a bit in those games. If you want to try to collect a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quickly here at the end, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Palsh. Um, he hit me up. He wants to record some music with me. Um, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, he sent me a uh, XLR output thing for my computer or input thing. So uh, I'll be able to record some actual music hopefully soon. I'm going to figure out a drum program to use. And also hopefully it'll uh, allow me to use one of my better XLR input microphones so maybe uh, my tones will be that much more sultry for your ears coming up soon. Uh, oh, and one other thing I wanted to talk about, and this was just a stupid thing that I just want to brag about for a second because I was super proud of myself. So I was playing Skater XL, which is like the uh, evolution of the Skate series, even though Skate 4 is coming out. I don't know when that's coming out, though. So I was playing Skater XL. It's on Steam. And back in the day, me and Dustin used to play Skate. Now, the way Skate worked was you kind of steered with your left stick, but your right thumbstick controlled the board so if you wanted to do a kickflip you held the thumbstick down to lean down to ollie and then when you popped it forward you kind of threw it to the left and it would kickflip right you controlled your feet with that skater xls like that except each stick controls a leg and you turn with your r2 and l2 so it's a bit more difficult but like once you kind of get used to it it's it's pretty fun right so i wanted to recreate this thing where me and dustin back in the day you guys have heard me mention dustin um tried so hard in skate one to do a kickflip on a rail but have your dude go over the rail and the board go under the rail as it kick flips and then land it and it just looked really cool right because you're just like whoo and it's like yeah um well i just like man i want to try to recreate that in skater xl that would be so fun so i found a spot and i'm like all right let's do this shit and i went and i remembered all the hours that me and dustin put into trying to do it and when i did it i did it first fucking try (laughs) 
<laughs> and I went, oh, oh, well, all right then. And I saved a little replay of it and a little screenshot. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess on to the next thing. I was I was fully planned to spend the next hour trying to get that the perfect shot of that. But no, I did it first so I could try. I was like, hell yeah. That's awesome. The skill is still there, son. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to leave you with this thought. And I want to know what the listeners think about this. So say something in the Discord about this. Because I was absolutely stunned. I didn't know what to say to this. And I couldn't argue with it at all. Oh, yeah. But I was talking to my wife the other day. And we were just kind of hanging out. And I don't know where this came from. But she was like, you know what? I'm like, what? I bet you'd give a blowjob just to prove that you're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I just sat there in silence for like a minute and a half. Because I had no response for that. I couldn't just look at her and say, no, that's not me. You're totally wrong. It's like. I could see me doing that. <laughs> I was going to say, in the time that I've known you, I can totally see you be like, I could do that. <laughs> so, like, Fuck. I can't argue with you. You're not wrong, but I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, it's just that competitive nature, man. Just yeah. <laughs> five minutes. Pff, I can make them come in four. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> Rookie ass numbers. <laughs> come here, Dan. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh man on that note dude uh let's do some house cleaning oh <laughs> uh, oh god hold on i still i just i'm trying to put myself into the, like your your shoes where you're just sitting there with your wife and she's just like you know what <laughs> i bet you'd suck a dick <laughs> i know the thing is I, like i wanted to think of something way i could get out of say like no no that's not right but like i was like I don't know that she's wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Beautiful. Uh, you mentioned the discord. And if you'd like to comment on that, <laughs> come join our discord. Uh, it's bit.ly slash TSMP discord, all capital letters. And that'll give you that handy dandy little link. You click the little thing. Boom. You've joined. You're in there. You can vote on the uh, listener voted episodes, which are going to be uh, probably like, you know, we do through the three host episodes, then the listener episode. But you guys have full control over the short game poll, which right now, uh, Titan Souls is kicking ass on. I think the last game that won was Cluster Truck, yep. which uh, I've seen a little video of, and that game's probably going to make me motion sick, but it'll be interesting to play. <laughs> um, but yeah, cl- uh, Titan Souls is kicking ass, and I'm not sure what that is, but since it has Souls in the name, I'm going to assume that game's going to kick my dick in the dirt. <laughs> um even though there's no relation to from software. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to go and check out our Patreon, which we would gladly and most assuredly love you for, uh, we love all of our Patreons, especially with a special shout out to, uh, Nate Scrogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable himself, old Jeffy lube and Arisa Adam shout out to his podcast, revival and extinction. And I'm sorry, I forgot your email last week. Did you say original expendable? <laughs> I probably did. Original expendable. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's canon now. Let me just put... The original Expendable. The original Expendable is now his... <laughs> I love it. Eventually, we're just going to keep adding syllables to that. Original Bibble Expendable. Easy there, oh, Eminem. Um, <laughs> orange, porridge, George. You know, you make things rhyme if you try. Um, anyway, yeah, patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast. Uh, you want a shirt? It's a uh, TSMP productions.threadless.com. You can get a cool shirt with a, I got like, there's like a, uh, 
a steamy one. There's one with our show logo. Uh, there's, I think there's a few album covers that I put up there from my music, which if you want any of my music, you can go to nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. I want to let listeners know, as you're hearing this, uh, if you're listening on the Davis release, it's Thursday. On Friday, February 4th, is Bandcamp Friday, and that means that uh, Bandcamp does not take any royalties from the music when you purchase it. So like, if you wanted to pick a day to maybe get one of my greatest misses albums, um, that's kind of like a compilation of all the other stuff. That'd be a good day to do it because uh, I will see the most from it and I will greatly appreciate it. And so will my wallet and bills. Uh, other than that, man, if you want to get an encapsulated place where you can find all of that bullshit I just told you without having to remember it, bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast capitalized phonetically. Bada bing, bada boom. There's a bunch of shit there. You can click on there's episodes, there's links. Uh, and speaking of links, there's also a link to uh, one turtle bear man's Twitch account. So I'm going to pass it over to Nate to do his plugs now. Yeah, if you're not tired of hearing me go on like a goober all the time, I play retro games over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash turtlebearman. Also find me on Twitter and TikTok, also at turtlebearman. So look forward to seeing you there. You know, I love the fact that like my TikTok algorithm is so fucked up that it'll be like chick bouncing her titties, food, chick bouncing her titties, dog, Nate, (laughs) Nate. Chick bouncing her titties. Nate. <laughs> and those are good things to be between. I'm okay with that. I agree. I agree. Never fails to make me smile when I see you squished between two pairs of bouncing <laughs> boobs. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, maybe in the future on OnlyFans, sucking a dick to prove a point. Uh, yeah. OnlyFans slash Turtle Bear Man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On that note. This was, a, this was a good one, man. And I look forward, like I said, to Crash Bandicoot. I am super stoked for that. So that's going to be next week. We love you all. For Nate, one half of the Brothers of Destruction, a.k.a. Turtle Bear Man, a.k.a. my homeboy. My name is Dalton. And as always, guys, ooh, spooky ghost. <laughs>